Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today, because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold, but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... What? Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian. Every day, we rise. Challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol... Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What is up, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hey. And Carrie. What's up? So, uh, we're going to talk a lot about PS5 impressions later in the show. Um, but we're first going to talk about, I guess, the games that we primarily have been playing. And Carrie's also been playing yeah. uh, a PS5 game, but not on PS5. No. This week as well. Um, I'll let you guys have the floor first and tell me all about uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, uh, which Spider you guys guy. have been playing. Which Miles is or which Miles, which Micah has already platinumed at this yeah. point. Yeah, I mean it's not that's not very impressive. Um, it's like fifty you know. trophies. Yeah, but, yeah, but like yeah, but the game's like eight hours. Like, not, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not. Uh, it's not. You know, um, I mean, it's it's not it's not me platinuming Astro's playroom in one sitting on Thursday night when I got the system, but you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this will take this will take two sittings. Yeah, well, uh, I've been kind of spacing it out because, um, like, I had a friend of mine in from out of town, and I wasn't just going to be like, "Oh, my game came in. Let me just fucking sit here and play this single player video game while you watch." For yeah. a whole weekend, you I know, mean, you you I, I could have, but I try to be a good host. <laughs> oh, oh, well, you, you're, you're not like me. I'm a terrible <laughs> parent. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think, I guess I'm about, I would guess about halfway through. I haven't checked the percentage in a minute, but like I just, story-wise, I just got past the point where um, Miles and the Tinkerer both have their masks off at each okay. other so you're about, you're about halfway i think that's yeah i figured that was about the halfway point story-wise yeah. um but i've been doing like every other fucking side quest in the meantime mm -hmm. um so i think i'm a little over leveled for where i am in the story <laughs> hey, ain't nothing wrong with that no <laughs> um that's that's the life i'm also currently living in the game that i'm going to talk about mm. when you guys are done, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's super good like it's it's more of everything that I loved about the first Spider-Man PS4 uh, with all of the flair of Miles Morales that I, that I really love from the, the comics and from Spider-Verse and whatnot. So, no, it's super fucking good. It's so fun. Like, everything about that game is satisfying. The, the combat is, like, you pull off a sick combo and I'm just like, I feel like I'm playing... A comic book you know um 
the just swinging around Manhattan is just as fun as ever. Uh, yes, everything about the game is very good, and I don't give a shit that it's only you know eight hours of raw story because there's so much else to do outside of that. So, um, it's more my favorite game ever, uh, but black. So this is my favorite game ever. <laughs> um, this is, yeah, like you said, is is more the same, but better. Um, you know, there was, I, I, while I love the original Spider-Man, I'm, I'm playing the remastered edition uh, currently. Um, Miles Morales does away with a lot of bullshit that that game, that the original game had. Like, there's a lot of padding in the original game. There's a lot of busy work in the original game. Um, there's there's thing there are things to do outside of the story in Miles Morales, but one the story is hyper focused, mm-hmm. right? Like they're they're like in the original, it, you are you get sidetracked by the shocker for no reason. <laughs> Right, I don't know. Like, I like fighting shocker. I mean, look, I like fighting the shocker, but there's literally no point. No, to there, him like being there's there. there's no point to him being there. There was the 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 black cat stuff in the base game. There was no point in trying to find all those stupid little cats all around the city through the camera lens. It was just busy work to unlock a new suit. Mm-hmm. Like like black cat doesn't come back until the DLC. Like that game had a lot of. Of of just busy work in it, mm-hmm. whereas Miles Morales is a is a focused story. It's a story that is at the same time a a a smaller story, but that has like big events happening in that small story. Um, you know, it, it's it's focused on uptown like Harlem and stuff like that. And I think this game does a much better job of making New York feel alive and feel like New York and feel like a community. You know, Spider-Man is going and he's helping people um, that have names. Like these people have names, right? Like you go to Tails Bodega to, you know, help. Go get his cat. Yeah. Like (laughs) like you, you help. Uh, you help people, you help named characters who who aren't just the generic low-res NPC that's like, oh, my balloon is up there. Can you get it? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, like it does a it does a very good job of feeling like community. And um the randomness is still there. You have random crimes and stuff like that that you have to do or you should. I mean, do. it's New York. Right. <laughs> Crime, but, crimes are happening. Right, right. There's a crime happening right now to somebody listening to this. <laughs> like, right. oh my God. Right. <laughs> but um, in the first game, uh, if you wanted to, if you were OCD and you wanted to fill out your, your checklist, uh, you had to kind of wait for those crimes to pop up. Now they have the, now you can access those random crimes on command. Yeah. Uh, through the through the Spider-Man through the friendly neighborhood app, which uh, is which is great. Um, everything about the the presentation is wonderful. Um, you could tell. You know how you know how some, sometimes we're like, eh, you might need a black person in the room if you want to say this or tell this story, or you might need a woman on the show if you're going to talk about this. Like, yeah, they did that. 
right? Yeah. It feels it feels like they did that. Everything from Miles's design uh, to the fact that he has a decent haircut to the fact that <laughs> all of his all of his swinging animations look so much better. Like they they tout like, oh, Spider Man, uh, Miles is inexperienced in his swinging. No, he's not. He's just got style. He's got yeah. style and flair. I mean, so, sometimes you know you take a weird hop off of something and he'll flail his arms a little bit. Um, yeah, but it like looks you, very natural. It does. Uh, if if he if you if you're doing a trick and you are uh, parallel, if your body is parallel to the ground, uh, old Spider Man, the old Spider Man would correct it before you hit the ground and then keep going. Whereas Miles will just Miles will just eat shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'll fall flat on his ass. I was surprised because like Peter doesn't eat shit at all. P- Peter's got sort of those cat like reflexes by the time that his story begins because at that point he'd been doing it for like eight years or or yeah. whatever the the story is. Um, so yeah, Peter always lands on his feet. Miles eats a lot of shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, it's it's great, man. I I, I I'm playing it in um, I'm playing it in uh, fidelity. Uh, well, I I did both. I played it. The first th- oh, first one through it. infidelity. Oh, so now okay, so now you're switching. Okay, okay. Yeah, and then I played the second run, uh, the the second one A in sixty plus. frames per second. Yeah, the new game plus in in sixty frames. Sixty frames looks nice, man. But is uh, you know I'm, I'm a bit of a whore. Look, I've seen I've seen the fidelity mode. Uh, some videos of people doing the fidelity mode, like the like just having like the reflections and like the storefront windows and shit like that, and and the puddles I mean, like, is, is insane to me. Like their the the one to one reflections were miles and everything around him, including mm-hmm. the NPCs, uh, at night and in like interiors. It's beautiful, man. Like you see, like everybody has like a polished floor. It's amazing, right? You can see your reflection in clean cars. The cars have to be clean for you to be able to see your reflection in them. Like there are dirty cars uh, in, in the street because it's snowing and stuff. But if you find a clean car, you can see your reflection in it. It's beautiful, man. I, mm. and, it's, and it's locked at 30. If you're locked at 30 for that game, it's fine. Because that's not like a fast twitch game. You know mm. what I mean? It's, um, I, I'm perfectly fine playing that at a locked 30 with with beautiful natural looking lighting uh you know and i'm i'm a bit of a i'm a bit of a lighting nerd like i do lighting for my day job so uh i i i like looking at 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 things when they're lit properly um look i don't know what else to say about this other than i i absolutely love it they have taken some of the negative things about spider-man ps4 and they have they've changed them in a positive way. Miles plays uh, similarly to Peter if you want a button mash, but I think Miles is a little easier to handle uh, mm. from the simple fact that he can cloak his way out of danger at any point. Yeah. Um, like his Venom moves are so so cool to use. Um, they're very cool to use, but they're not necessarily they don't necessarily um impact gameplay in a way that Peter's does. Peter has a lot more variety in what he can do, especially with all his all of his gadgets. Yeah, I mean so Miles only has the four gadgets. Miles has I four mu- gadgets. Yeah. I much prefer that, honestly. Um hmm. I think it streamlines the whole the whole process and um the I don't know. 
No, I it, get it's it. just, you know, it's it's less to have to fucking think about, right? Yeah. It's just yeah. like, all right, I'm gonna drop this mine over here. I'm gonna fuck up these four dudes because they're gonna walk over and look at it like troglodytes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's this? And then just not do anything. We just look at it like, huh, okay. Huh, hmm, weird. Oh, I'm on fire now. Huh. Hmm. But um uh but they play differently enough that if they were to introduce some sort of uh, Spider-Man thing in the in the next proper Spider-Man game. Um, I would be uh, which I would we all be know they're going it. to do. I mean, uh, that's pretty much you know that's pretty much a given, right? It's pretty much a lock. I feel um, I feel like that 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 game, whatever Spider-Man two is going to be, is is going to be ripe for like the GTA five esque feature where like you can switch to the other guy at any time and they could be anywhere in the world kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Mm-hmm. That would be one. Oh my god, don't <laughs> don't even suggest it so that you you don't get your hopes up for it. right. Because so that might not happen. Get my hopes up. And and look, I'm not gonna. I'm only gonna pick one guy. Um, <laughs> it's uh, you know, Miles doesn't have a, a a history like Peter does of different outfits. So the suits leave a little to be desired. Some um, of them are cool as shit, though. I only like like I only like maybe four or five of them. They're uh, 19. I think I like four or five of them and three of them are just the same variant of the classic suit. Yeah. I like the, the, uh, the 2099 suit. That's, I love that. Suit. That's, that's the suit I'm playing through most of the game. I love <laughs> so the 2020 funny. suit, the, tw- the N uh, 2099 and the different variants of the classic. I would uh, the like strike to bo- suit is, is kind of cool. It's a little much, but it, it feels like it's a little too much. Like he's got Popeye arms and he's got like a spawn looking mask and it yeah. feels, it feels a bit much. And Bodega cat is cute. Um, but I'm not a cat guy, so I don't, I generally don't. See, don't I got a, that's why I got a new game plus the game so I can have the <laughs> Bodega cat suit. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I loved it. It story is story is is it's its own thing, but um, you know they they understand that that you know you want to know what's happening with Peter, and there's a couple of things. There's a couple of end credit scenes that remind you, like, hey, this is still part of a this is part of a of, of a larger world, and um, yeah, uh, look, it's it's a must play for me. It's a it's a must. Uh, I highly recommend this game. If you like open world games, this is this is it, man. It's, it's great. So speaking of pretty good open world games, uh, if you want to know how Assassin's Creed Valhalla is going, uh, I started playing it Friday morning. Took off work to enjoy my PlayStation 5 for the first day. Uh, and I put in about 25 hours since then. And we're recording this on the following <laughs> Tuesday. Um, it's it's good and it fixes a lot of the most of the issues that I had with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Like I wish that they had done Odyssey in this kind of style. Um cuz they just kind of trimmed off a lot of the bullshit in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So like if you've played Origins or if you've played Odyssey, it still very much feels like those games. But the way that the quest structure outside of the main quest is set up uh is quite a bit different. So much like in Odyssey and Origins, like you still have the different areas of the map that are gated behind, you know, different power levels and things of that nature. Um, in this game, you don't have a 
character level per se. You have more of a power level. Um, and so like when you level up, it's not like you, it's not like a traditional RPG where you have to, you know, it's you gain your first couple levels quickly and then the experience bar gets larger and larger, larger as you go along. You have to get the same amount of XP to level up every single time. But all that does is give you two stat points that you can dump into this sprawling stat tree that has mostly ability upgrades. And then like each sex subsection of it has, you know, like a passive ability in the middle that you can eventually upgrade to. And it gives you a lot of flexibility over whether you want to, you know, step, you know, whether you want to dump points in the stealth or ranged attack or melee attack. Like those are kind of the three branches that you can, that you can jump around in between, um, which you can also respec at any time for no in-game cost whatsoever. Like they really let you play around with builds as much as possible. Um, the inventory system completely different than Odyssey. So Odyssey, you, you got so much shit in Odyssey that it almost felt like a looter in, in some ways, like half a looter with the amount of stuff that you got in this, you actually don't get very much gear at all. But you ha- you can upgrade your gear much more um, in this game than you could do in Odyssey because like each gear has ten potential stat upgrades you can make to it, and you have to use the blacksmith to even unlock each level. Like like a basic piece of gear has two upgrade levels, and each time you craft it with the blacksmith, that adds two more that you can do, which bumps the stats up. But of course, those materials are really hard to come by, so you have to like that that kind of spaces out. How you know how your build goes there? Um, they also each piece of armor has like rune slots too. That's kind of how you can more customize how each piece behaves. You're really encouraged to equip full sets of armor because equipping full sets will give you more abilities and passes that that armor gives you. So that's different. Um, a lot of folks might not like that, uh, but I think it makes collecting sets a little bit easier. Uh, makes the visuals appeal a little bit more boring in this one than <laughs> than you had in Odyssey, but it is what it is. When you do upgrade at the blacksmith, it does change the look of the of the piece of armor kind of slightly. Um, but the best part about Valhalla is the way the world is set up. So you have your main quest line. Um, there's a lot of flexibility in this game in terms of how you tackle the main quest because it branches off a lot at certain points. But what I really appreciate as someone that hates getting bogged down into open world stuff is how the side stuff is structured. So I avoided side quests in Odyssey a lot. And I do in a lot of open world games because I just don't want to get bogged down into a quest chain that's distracting me from the main quest. Like if you have a side quest, that's like three or four missions. I just, I hate getting like trapped in that and I hate that my quest log gets bloated as fuck and and like just from an aesthetic thing that annoys me. Well, in Odyssey you have three types of side quests. You have mysteries, you have wealth, and you have artifacts. And they show up as little nodes on your map basically. And you can, you know, basically when you synchronize in an area like you do in Assassin's Creed, it shows you where those things are in your general vicinity. Then you can go get them. Uh, wealth is great because it's it's a treasure chest that you're trying to find, and that will either get you a new piece of gear, which, as I mentioned, gear is at a premium in this game, or it gets you uh, a knowledge book, which is how you get your uh, your skills, basically, you know, like your special attacks and things of that nature. So those are cool for that reason. Uh, artifacts are like the little tchotchkes that you just pick up along the way, uh, mostly for helping build up your settlement and things of that nature. Uh, but the mysteries are the best part because these are the side stories and they are like 
very bite-sized compared to typical side quests. Like a mystery might last, you know, 10 minutes. Um, you might have to go to a couple different areas, but nothing crazy, or it might last like five seconds. Like it might just be like a interesting conversation that you have with an NPC, um, just to kind of flesh out the world building and the stories that are told in those mysteries are really fun. Like they do a lot with a little, um, this game also has a weird obsession with flatulence. Like I've had two mysteries that have been focused around farting for some reason, (laughs) Like I kept having to find, I kept having to find snake eggs for this woman who was trapped in like a, a cell and, you know, I kept feeding her eggs and then she farted and, and there was like toxic farts all over the place. It was crazy. Yeah. Like I said, Assassin's Creed is a wild game. High quality gameplay. Yeah. That's what you want in your story. Yeah. Poots. It's, it's got the, um, it kind of mimics the, the cult of the cosmos system that Odyssey had, but it's not nearly as big as that was. Um, it's a lot more manageable. It has the nemesis system in the game, but again, much more streamlined. Like it's not like there's a hundred nemesis dudes that you're going to have to cleave through in this one. Like it, it just seems like they took Odyssey and just kind of streamlined it down. Um, that's good, man. Yeah. Cause I, I, I want to play this because uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I love it. It might be my favorite Assassin's Creed. Except for the fact that it's just too damn big, yeah. Like it, 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 and it's it's overwhelming, and and I'm I'm paralyzed by all the choices. So it's it's I'm glad that this is a little more focused. It you know feels I mean? it feels less bloated. Like there are no real side quest chains so far that I've encountered. Um, the closest thing that you get, and I won't go into this because it's kind of spoilery. Um, they do interesting things with Norse myths, much like the DLCs in Assassin's Creed Odyssey did, but not so much the main story. Um, so like I said, I'll, I'll leave that to discover for folks that play it, but it's pretty cool. Um, some of the things they do with them with Norse mythology in the game. Um, it's really good so far. I'm looking forward to playing more. Um, I plan on finishing this one. I hope I can do it before cyberpunk comes out. Cause I fear, I, I fear that if I put it down for cyberpunk, then I'm never, I'm not going to pick it back up again. Um, but it's good. It's good so far. The story is not as strong as Odyssey's, but the, most of the characters are much more likable. So even though the story's been kind of boilerplate-ish so far, um, like literally I'm 25 hours in and the story's just, Hey, we had to go to England for this reason, which I'm not going to say. Um, and we're trying to build up our settlement and to build up our settlement, we're helping folks, you know, in the surrounding kingdoms and stuff like that. Ain't nothing wrong with a boilerplate story as long as it's told well. Yeah, like um, and, and supposedly like it, it gets cooler later, but it's taking a long time to, to ramp that up. Um, but like I said, it's forgiven by the fact that the characters that I am encountering in the world um throughout the main quest are pretty cool and 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 they're fun. Uh there's also a dice game uh in the game called Orlog, which I'm playing far too much of, which I'm probably sinking way too much time in. Think, think of it's, it's like a dice game version of Gwent essentially. Um, and, and it's, and it's, it's good. (laughs) It's, it's pretty good for what it is. That's, that's the, I mean, that's what they said. They wanted, uh, Odyssey to be, they, they're like, well, the Witcher's doing well. Yeah. Let's just make that. (laughs) I mean, that's what it is now, essentially at this point for, for all intents and purposes. The, the only thing that I will say combat feels easy 
in this game, um, much more than Odyssey did. Not that Odyssey was super hard by any stretch of the imagination, but it just, I don't feel too challenged by the combat in this game because you're kind of a badass because you're a fucking Viking. Um, and also bows, much like an Odyssey, are ridiculously overpowered in this game as well. Like, like I could take out entire encampments from range without ha- without being spotted, pretty much. So, but again, it's been fun. I'll be playing it more. It's pretty much all I've been playing uh, on PS5, but more on PS5 stuff later in the show. Uh, I look forward to uh, buying that game at forty dollars. Yeah, well, I mean, if Watch Dogs any indication, you won't have to wait. Uh, you won't have to wait long. So we'll see about that. Uh, new releases this week uh, coming out on the 17th. Bubble Bobble for Friends. The Baron is back on PS4 and Nintendo Switch. Uh, Five Dates comes to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Uh, Fortnite, the Last Laugh Bundle. That shouldn't even be on this list. Ed comes out on Fortnite. Um, the new Hearthstone expansion, Madness at the Dark Moon Fair, comes out on PC and mobile November 17th. Uh, Mars Horizon PC... PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate Edition. This is, by my count, the fourth edition of Mortal Kombat 11 to come out. Sure. Uh, PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and Stadia. Uh, Probably won't be the last. They have 37 (laughs) characters. Oh, my God. 37 is a very odd number. It is. Seems like there's room for three more, at least. So. Uh, Pac-Man Mega Tunnel Battle comes to Google Stadia. Uh, Truck Driver comes to Switch. Pure Pool comes to Switch. Uh, Monster Truck Championship comes to Switch. Poker Club comes to PS5 and Xbox Series X. Uh, the PS5 gets released everywhere this week that it was not released last week, assuming <laughs> you can get your hands on one. Uh, Hyrule Warriors comes out Friday for the Switch. Uh, Katamari yeah. Damacy Reroll comes to PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, Sakuna of Rice and Ruin comes to PS4 and Switch. And the Skylia Prophecy comes to the Nintendo Switch. Wow. I'll be getting Hyrule Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to cu- play the shit out of it. That's how that's going to well, go. Here, so what I'm curious with Hyrule Warriors is I'm curious if we're going to see uh, a Halo Wars situation mm. on a small degree where there's a lot of people that are like casual players that played Breath of the Wild that are just seeing this being advertised as the prequel to Breath of the Wild, and they're going to pick it up and be like, this isn't a Zelda game. I don't know. I feel like Nintendo's done a pretty good job at highlighting the gameplay as far as trailers and commercials are concerned. And, I mean, they did release a demo for it like mm-hmm. two weeks ago or whenever. So, um, is this I th- the second Hyrule Warriors game? Yes. It is. And I feel like the, uh, what you're saying is correct, but I think you underestimate Oh, no. The stupidity People are <laughs> fucking stupid. Of the general public. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, it's Never definitely not going to be on the same scale as as Halo Wars because, like, I don't even think I was working at GameStop when that came out. But no. even I, even I heard of the numerous stories of people buying Halo Wars and being like, "This isn't Halo." We warned people at the at the <laughs> point of purchase when that game came out, and we still had people buy it, and we still had people come back like two days later and be like, "This isn't Halo." I'm like, "We tried to tell you." <laughs> Sucks to be you. Yep. Go to uh, YouTube. Go to wow. youtube.com slash dense pixels and subscribe, uh, and then click the bell to be notified of uh, when this show uh, goes up. You can subscribe to all of the TMP Studios podcasts wherever you get your podcasts, including the Nerd Apocalypse, Black on Black Cinema, Coming Distractions, and the Weekly Preview episode of the Forward Political Podcast. 
with a valiant return of Andy this week. Um, go to densepixels.com slash premium for $5 a month or $50 a year. You get access to the premium slate of podcasts, including the airing of grievances, the Seinfeld podcast, uh, no time to bleed the action movie review show, uh, the men with the golden tongues, the James Bond spy movie review show, uh, upstage conversations, the, uh, how would you categorize your show? A movie musicals podcast. A movie musicals podcast. And the full episode of the Look Forward Political co- uh, Podcast. Uh, look, they came in and they, uh, Jay and Andy on that show. And I always talk about this show because I really enjoy it. It's, it's, um, it's, it's the, if, if there are two pillars on on which the premium show the premium content is held upon it is the look forward political podcast and the men with the golden tongues <laughs> wow uh, I, I, i'm just saying i'm just saying wow you know, you know i'm just saying <laughs> i mean we have a we have a five-year backlog in, on men with the golden tongues of shows to, to check right. out and listen to yeah, yeah. You that's gotta, fair you, you gotta you gotta you gotta you know i'm you, just i'm just saying And I, and I will say for you folks out there, so so Podbean uh, fucked up their app like hardcore in terms of listening to premium content. So the premium shows are best listened to uh, through a web browser right now. Yeah. Um, so I would highly yes. recommend going to uh, just Googling TNP premium if you are subscribed, logging in with your Podbean account and just listening through the web browser because, yeah, Podbean wants golden beans. They want golden beans from you to listen to premium shows. So They can get out of here. <laughs> they really can um, we're going to blow through these quick, these quick hit news because there's not a ton of crazy stuff in here. Um, FIFA 21 is going to soon let you track and set limits on how many FIFA points you buy from the in-game store. Uh, because, Good. yeah, because people cannot help themselves. Uh, EA is going to put the bare minimum, uh, guardrails like every in. every game should have this. I, every, I agree with that you. that has like a loot box kind of system to it should, should have this. I mean, I play fucking... Pokemon Masters on my phone and I play very casually. I do not spend any of my actual money on that game. But even that has a fucking like, hey, do you want to set a limit for yourself? Mm-hmm. Like, do, do you want to make sure you're not spending $50 to collect all the fucking Pokemon in this game? I uh, would uh, I would prefer instead of them letting you set your own limits, they just like chastise you like, bruh, like you've already <laughs> spent $50 on fucking FIFA points. Like, do you really <laughs> want to spend more? Yeah. Right That's now. the right answer because if you really want to spend that money, you you're just going to your limit. You're just going to raise your limit, right? Or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's. Oh, I can it, spend five more dollars. Right. Right. Exactly. And then you like spend you said, five more dollars five more times, and yeah, right. Like it is the bare minimum of what you can do. They need to have limits for how much you can purchase in a day. Oh, they're not yeah. going to do that. No, right. No. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, look, if people want to help themselves, like we'll we'll put the tools in place. But you expect us to be proactive and stopping people from throwing money at us? Like you're out of your fucking mind. I I feel I feel like for EA especially, this is just trying to get in the good graces of a lot of European governments uh, as they're getting cracked down on quite a bit overseas uh, in terms of in terms of spending habits uh, by people. Uh, I'm glad it's there. Uh, I'm glad parents can also, you know, use this as a tool 
for their kids, like parents are going to fucking learn how to use this fucking yeah, right. thing. Get out of here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I need, I need the condescending in-game message to pop up that you, that, and, and like that has the forced delay that you have to sit there and read it for 10 seconds before, mm-hmm. yeah, before it allows you to dismiss it, that kind of thing. Uh, but good on EA for doing again, the bare minimum uh, that they can do yeah. to fix this. Uh, PS5 errors have been relatively mild, uh, this first week, which is always a good sign. So have Series X errors for that matter. Um, the biggest one that's affecting some PS5 units is, uh, the queued for download errors. So some games, uh, sometimes a game will, when you go to start it up, will show as being queued for download, even though there's nothing in your download queue and the game is on the console. Uh, unfortunately there's no way to get around the error. Uh, other than to factory reset your entire console and re-download everything that you had on there before. Um, again, it seems to be pretty rare. Uh, it's the one to look out for. They did just put out a, a firmware update today, actually, for the PS5. Uh, no word on from Sony on what it is doing. Uh, it's the famous Sony uh, stability fixes kind of kind of thing. Uh but hopefully I that tell you what uh I'll tell you later what I think it did when we uh start Oh good. <laughs> there you go. Um but that's been the biggest one. A, a lot of folks have been talking about errors that we I think mentioned last week of uh importing data from an external hard drive breaking the console. Again, I think that was more of an isolated incident. Uh there's a lot of folks getting freaked out about that. I feel erroneously. Um, so that's something to look out for though, if you do have a PS five, uh, and that's the fix. If you get that error, factory reset time, baby. Uh, the Neo collection is coming to PS five next February. Uh, it's going to have remastered editions of both games featuring 4k and up to 120 FPS support. Micah is, is, does Neo need 120 FPS? Um, no, you're fighting one enemy at a time. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> no, no, it really doesn't. Um, I I, the, I wanted to like these games, but then I found out what type of games they were after I bought it. Mm-hmm. First one. And it's one of those like super hard games where it's like, you know, one enemy will kill you in one hit unless you, you know, are perfect at everything you do. And I'm just like, uh, <laughs> the, the the weeb in me is very conflicted because I see a bunch of Asian stuff. I feel like I feel time. like those games were like when they made them, they're just like, man, we really like like the Souls games, but they're just too easy. Let's <laughs> <laughs> let's make something that'll really be challenging for folks. Um, so that's cool. If you like Neo and you want to play them at the smoothest possible resolution that you can, and you happen to own a HDMI two point one display. You can do that. So <laughs> congratulations. Um, so we've gotten the smallest inkling of Microsoft's plans with Bethesda's games now that they've acquired the studio. Um, Tim Stewart, who's the CFO of Xbox, uh, was talking at the Jeffrey's Interactive Entertainment Virtual Conference. Uh, he said Basically, quote, that Microsoft has no intention of just pulling all of Bethesda content out of Sony or Nintendo or anywhere else. Instead, uh, when we think about Bethesda, we'll continue to sell their games on the platforms that they exist today. And we'll determine what looks what that looks like over time and will change over time. Um, but I'm not making any exclusivity announcements. Instead, he said what they are aiming to do is to make sure that uh, those Bethesda games in the long run either come out on 
Xbox platforms first or are better and best um, on Xbox platforms compared to uh, PlayStation and Nintendo? That's kind of what I had figured. Mm-hmm. Um, I I didn't think that Microsoft was going to pull out of um, Bethesda's Sony and Nintendo partnerships 100%. I, I did not think that that was ever going to happen. Um, but I do, you know, I anticipate the, you know, the Series X and the PC version of the games that Bethesda puts out to ostensibly be the best versions mm-hmm. of these games, whether that be graphically or content wise or whatever. Um, I'm a PC gamer first and foremost these days, so yeah. I ain't got nothing I'm about to say. Probably, about. probably didn't affect you either which way. No, in that case, I'm uh, still going to end up with the best version of the game. And and like I said, if I let's let, hypothetically, let's say we have to wait a year on PlayStation to play Bethesda's games, uh, considering Bethesda's track record, waiting a year to play those games might not be a terrible idea. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to get to Look, get the to get I the best Bethesda. experience. <laughs> I love Bethesda, but uh, let's be yeah. real; those games they're, they're are more like they're more like Beta Thesda at this point. <laughs> mm, you're not wrong. Bug Thesda. There you go. Mm. But Look, uh, hey. Look. Look, I'm gonna play these games when they come out. I'm I'm itching for more Elder Scrolls Six content at this point. I know it's going to be two years before I get it. I don't know. I I feel like Elder Scrolls Six is gonna get like Fallout Four on top of us. Like like mm. in E3 and like next year they're gonna be like, hey, we got Elder Scrolls Six and it's coming out in three months. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, like that's- I feel like it's probably that's gonna be what happens with it. It wouldn't surprise me if that's how they sort of approach their mainline franchises from yeah. here on out. But look, at the same time, I'm just as likely as anyone else in Maryland to run into Todd Howard at the grocery store, and I'll just fucking shake him until he tells me what that game's going to be about. <laughs> I mean, there's a ton of ton of Tamriel uh, areas that they have yet to explore in any of the mainline franchise games, so it could be anything. Uh, there's a weird situation that happened at Ubisoft Montreal offices last Friday uh, where police and SWAT were called in uh, as a part of a potential hostage situation. Like they had like Ubisoft folks like on the roof like it was diehard or something. Uh, and following it on Twitter was kind of bizarre. And the police came in and they checked there it was, out. They investigated and apparently nothing. it was nothing. <laughs> like it was, was literally nothing. nothing. Um, basically, uh, what, what happened is that a call came in, uh, saying at 1 PM saying that, uh, they were going to blow up the building if they were not paid a ransom of more than $2 million. And then I guess, uh, everyone rightfully freaked the fuck out. Sure. Um, so that was a little crazy dollars in Canada. $2 million. Well, yeah, not, not clear if it was 2 million Canadian, uh, which would be much worse. If that was the case, <laughs> me two million loonies, <laughs> uh, two two million uh, c- Canadian dollary dudes is uh, about one point five American real money bucks. Yeah. Uh, so there you go, bison dollars. So fortunately, no one was hurt. Um, just a lot of scared folks and a really weird Friday on uh, on social media. And then uh, finally. 
a lot of Twitch streamers being big babies about something that Twitch really doesn't have much control over. Uh, so Twitch sent out a notice to all of their uh, creators basically saying, hey, uh, DMCA wasn't a big deal for a long time. And then it became a very big deal overnight in the summer. And that's why we had to take a whole bunch of archive videos down because we yeah. were just getting inundated with with copyright claims. Uh, and we're going to take that shit pretty seriously going forward. Uh, so just don't have, you know, copyright, you know, royalty music in the background of your streams and we won't have to do anything to them. Uh, and a lot of folks are upset about this. Uh, and apparently it's because the apparently the moderation is very heavy handed. Uh, some players yeah. have said, yeah, that like a clock chime or. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's very strange, like what is getting flagged and what isn't. Um, it suddenly went like, as you said, really, really heavy handed, like kind of overnight over the summer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, some people are being kind of babies about it. I think it's kind of funny in its own way that some people are just like, OK, cool. I'm just going to mute all the in-game audio and go pew, pew, pew when I shoot at things. <laughs> like. I mean, it's a way to get around DCMA. It sure is. <laughs> or DMCA uh, issues. The thing that gets me about this is um, Twitch has had for the last year or so this like karaoke program called Twitch Sings, right? I haven't seen many people use it. But presumably the songs that you can do on Twitch Sings were things that Twitch had like a... Uh, like no issue using right mm. um but apparently if you sing too well on twitch sings it'll fucking mute your audio <laughs> wow which is funny <laughs> it's so stupid right wow. <laughs> like do karaoke but you know get be be like oh, a little off key about it right <laughs> do karaoke but you have to be bad at it now well, like real karaoke I think um I think Twitch could go a long way by having some way to contest uh when your stuff's getting flagged. Uh much like YouTube does where you can, you know, file a protest of some sort. Yeah. It's gonna require a lot more manpower for them to be able to to evaluate those things though. Um it's it's a tough situation for all involved. Uh the form of protest that a lot of folks are turning to is interesting. Uh to, and original, I'll say, to say to say the least. Uh, but yeah. it seems a little petty. It's like the, the dude who's like, I'm going to play Rocksmith in complete silence. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Uh, it, I thought I, the it, Resident Evil guy was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Just making zombie noises and trying to uh, uh, say what the characters are saying. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. That's your, that's your quick news for the week. Um... Oh, what would I? What was I going to say? I thought of something earlier that I would do for this read, but I can't remember it. So just go to densepixels.com slash Amazon for all of your uh, Amazon purchases, because when you do that, you help out the show. And uh, more importantly, you help out Amazon and they need all the help <laughs> they can get right now. So go to www.densepixels.com slash Amazon. So... Mike and I have now had the PlayStation 5 for a shade under the week, uh, under a week. Um, have you even turned on your Series X since we last potted on Wednesday? Yes. Okay. Yes, because I, I do, <laughs> I do uh, enjoy Yakuza and uh, I put, and, and Tetris Connect, I do enjoy. Mm -hmm. And, um, and uh, I'm going to start 
seeing what some of the older games uh, look like on uh, on the uh, new drive. So I, I I'm spending time, you know, moving moving things from an external to the mm-hmm. Xbox. Um, and honestly, that's the only reason I haven't bought Valhalla yet is because Yakuza is going to take some time. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. like you should, you should play Valhalla on the Xbox. Um, it's the only version that has native 4k and 60 FPS, like the mm-hmm. PlayStation versions up which looks fine. But since you have the option, um, you should oh, do that. Okay. So let me tell you something. So the Thursday night after work, go to, go to the local, uh, haberdashery, picked up my, picked up my wow. system, um, hooked it up. Uh, wrestled uh, trying to get it to work with the Elgato for like an hour. Um, apparently HDR not working so great with the Elgato uh, with PS5. So I'll worry about that later. Just hooked it up directly to the TV because I was like, let's do this. I want to get planned. So I picked up this dude, you know, fiddle fucked around with the with the awesome DualSense controller and fired up Astro's Playroom. And the first thing that you do in that game is they kind of walk you through the different thing that that the controller can do. And I was, you know, tapping buttons, messing around, this or the other thing. So they have a jetpack on the screen, right? Or they or, or they have a picture of your controller, and it's like, press the trigger down. And so I pressed the trigger, and it only went in like a quarter of the way before it stopped. And I'm just like, that's weird. Like, I was definitely able to press it harder before. Like, why is it stopping? Like, like my brain forgot that the triggers work the way they do. Um, you literally, like, I literally had to give it some oomph on the trigger to get it wow. to press in all the way to, to activate. And all of a sudden, like sparks fly, start flying out of the controller, uh, on the screen. And you could, and obviously like you could feel that feedback, that haptic in the trigger as well. And that for me was just like a, holy shit, <laughs> like, That's like cool. moment. Like it's what, it's one thing to hear people talk about the adaptive triggers. Um, it's quite another to literally, again, press like pressing your your trigger in with the amount of force that you normally would and to literally get like resistance where it will go no further and you actually have to fucking put some torque on that bad boy to get it to work. Um, that is what Astro's Playroom pretty much is, uh, is basically a feature reel for the DualSense controller. And I got to tell you guys something, if third-party manufacturers get behind it, because I know that Sony obviously will, um, but if third parties develop for this thing the way that they should, um, this is the most next generation part of the PS5 and of any console that I've that I've seen to date so far is this controller. Uh, I'm usually not a rumble person. I, I, I can take it or leave it, but um, it's pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I played only played one level of Astro's Playroom because, you know priorities oh that's a shame because uh, uh <laughs> look, dude uh, t- say what you're gonna say but then i'm gonna gush about astros for a little bit because it's that game has no right being as good as it is so uh, you know obviously spider-man is the first game i played <coughs> you start uh miles morales on a subway train and that's the title screen and then you hit the x button to, to, to go and then you hear a very slight rumble and then it the the controller is mimicking what the subway is doing while it's going on the tracks, right? So you you feel each time the your car is going over particular tracks. So it's you know a slight rumble, then 
a, uh, it's like a slight rumble and boom, 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 and then until until the thing comes to a stop. Um, when you when you are swinging, you you have to depress the thing, not necessarily all the way down, but you have to get it. You have to get it pretty far down, and then you hear the thwip come out of the controller. And with some of the gadgets, like I was playing the the remastered Spider-Man, some of the gadgets. One of the gadgets is like a little a little spider drone that you have on the ground. You can feel the difference between a sidewalk versus grass, and I, I was I was I was pretty impressed with it. Um, Playing Astros for that for that one level, uh, just to see everything which, that it can. Which do. level was it that you played? Uh, the forest level, the jungle level. Okay, and it was it. It's pretty impressive, man. Like I I I I was worried about battery life because when I first got this thing, I'm playing it, and the battery life was fine, but it wasn't charging. And it wasn't doing that for a couple of days. And I was all ready. I was all ready to come up on here and be like, uh-huh. I was, I was, I was shitting on Xbox for using regular ass batteries. At least those batteries don't die on me in one day. And, and but no, like the, the thing that they sent out today, the firmware update they sent out today, mm-hmm. I think fixed that. Okay. Because I wasn't getting, I was only getting one bar and I couldn't like I had to leave it plugged up mm-hmm. to play it. Otherwise I couldn't use hmm. the controller. Did so, you update the controller? Hmm? Did you update the controller? Um, I, I whatever, whatever you have to do when you first start it up. Okay, that's what I did. I don't think you did yet, because because I think if you leave it plugged in, it'll prompt you to up to actually do like a firmware update on the controller. All right, I'll do that. I'll do that. I don't know if that but matters, but I mean, it's I mean, if it's fixed, yeah. So yeah, I'm very impressed with this controller. It's uh, it's uh, I just wish it wasn't white. Yeah, I mean, you know, priorities, I but, guess. You know, it does. Yeah. It's it's now now that I have it in hand, it's still like the the two tone nature looks even weirder in person. Like, like like it looks like they literally clamped a white shell over top of the black controller. Like that's that's how it feels. It looks um, yeah. to me, which is very yeah. strange still. Um, but yeah, so again, it, it's going to really depend on game makers. So like Valhalla does not have like the adaptive triggers. They don't have anything like that. Um, it's just the typical rumble that you would get. Uh, I, I downloaded Borderlands 3 because uh, they had the PS5 upgrade uh, that lets you play at 4K60. Uh, and that very much uses the adaptive triggers. Like every weapon feels different when you're firing it uh, in the triggers as well, which is pretty fucking dope too. Um, apparently Call of Duty does the same thing as well. So yeah, there's going to be... Um, developers that do really well with it and developers that don't. Uh, and we will very quickly see who, the, who those are going to be. I will say that if, if it, it's a game that's also coming out and has been in development for the old consoles, I'm not expecting a whole lot in terms of the adapter triggers. I think we'll have to wait till we get later in the generation uh, to really see the fruits there. Um, look, Asher's Playroom is a, is a tech demo. It is the best tech demo that has ever existed. Um, someone online said it is the most Nintendo game yep. that exists and Shigeru Miyamoto is going to be pissed off that he didn't develop it. 
I I immediately thought of, it's it's a Mario game, dude. It's a 3D Mario game, and uh, a very small one, it, but 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 still a 3D Mario game. Right, like you're collecting coins, you're you're punching things that look kind of mushroom, kind of Goomba like. Um, it, it's it's a Mario game, and it's a tech demo. It, yeah, like you said, it's the best tech demo you'll ever you'll ever see, and. Um, I, I was I, w- I was hyper impressed with the controller playing that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I hope that people I hope that uh, developers actually do something with it because it's uh, it's it's worth it. Now, putting the controller aside, um, if you are a fan of PlayStation, like if you were just a fan of the Sony PlayStation brand and have owned Playstations for. 30 years now or 25 years now uh, that they've been around Um, play that game and platinum that game. Seriously. Like, like you owe it to yourself to do it. There is so much like fan service, nostalgia, um, all sorts of fun, like PlayStation centric stuff in that game. Uh, Like as you go through the worlds, you see like little like Astros that are filming and every Astro, when you see an Astro with a camera in his hand, look around for the other Astros near him because they're basically like trying to reenact a scene from a PlayStation game of oh, some really? kind. <laughs> yeah, and and they, and they're and they run the entire fucking gamut, like the entire gamut of PlayStation, like like to from from the most popular titles like God of War that you would expect to the most obscure shit from the PlayStation One era that you have to be like a hardcore Sony person to, to understand what it's in reference to. Um, they like, they have little collectibles in each stage that are like relics that you can get, or, or I think relics or artifacts. I can't remember what they call them. Um, but those are all like pieces of PlayStation equipment throughout history. And like each stage is themed around one generation of PlayStation. Uh, the final boss of the game is the deepest fucking cut that I've ever seen in my entire life. I looked it up. It, I, really <laughs> it, it is a deep, <laughs> deep fucking cut that like 10% of the people playing will appreciate. But it's an amazing fucking throwback uh, for those 10% of people that are in the game. Uh, I platinum the game in like three hours. Uh, it is not hard to do uh, if you're thorough when you're going through. Uh, but do it because it's if you're a PlayStation fan, th- this this game was catching catching me in my feels, as the kids like to say. Wow! Uh, throughout, uh, and there's a gotcha machine too, Carrie. It's it's the most uh, oh good. It's the most agreeable gotcha uh, in the entire world because they don't bilk you for actual money uh, that you throw at it to, tr- to try to get shit. Um, so yeah, Astros is pretty cool. Uh, so the UI. So I. I, at the same time, chastise but understand why Microsoft kept literally the same user interface um, for the new series consoles that came out. And that's because the PlayStation UI is in some ways an improvement and in many ways a step back from where where they were (laughs) with the PS4. Most of it is just me being used to shit being in a certain place and it's not in that place anymore. So I, I have a feeling that as time goes on, um, I will get used to it. Uh, I still hate the fact that to turn the system off, it's no longer a long press to pull up your little sidebar and, and it's right there. 
you have to press the button once to get your little pop-up menu that pops up at the bottom of the screen. Go all the way to the right on that menu to the power menu and then turn it off from there. And it's the only way to do it. It's yeah. the only way to do it in any mode that you're in, right? Like you could be on—I don't even know what they call it. Like, do they? I'm just going to call it a dashboard. Yeah, right? it, it, I think it is called the dashboard. Actually, you could be on the dashboard, but you still have to like press that button to to move it over. And it, it's—I don't like change. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't like drastic change. You know, like we've spent the last seven years holding the the logo button. To turn <laughs> off, you know, or to pull system. just to pull up your menu. Like now, if you hold right. the button, it, t- it kicks you back out to the right. to the main you, <sighs> to the main screen. Yeah, like it it feels it feels like it's just it feels like it's doing too much mm-hmm. to me. And um, you know, there's a certain there's a certain simplicity about about the way the Xbox has. Yeah, uh, you know, like you said last week, they've been iterating on this thing since they since they got into the video game business and they finally found one that is that everyone seems to like that makes the most sense mm. and and i i appreciate that a little more than than this but at the same time it doesn't feel new right you know what i mean like well, it doesn't and, like the playstation also has stuff that's dumb just for the sake of being like, like it's dumb for no reason like to add a friend to your friends list on PS5, you don't go to the friends list menu, or you don't, or sorry, there's not even a friends list menu anymore. It's the game base now. Like that's where your friends live, <laughs> is inside the game base with all your fucking parties or under your PlayStation profile. Like that's how you get to your, or no, I'm sorry, I'm looking at my profile right now. That's not even how you get to your fucking friends list. It's in the game base. Um, to add a friend though, you don't go to the game base, you go to search. And you search for their PlayStation handle, which again, doesn't make a lot of sense. And search is all the way on the main menu. Like you have to literally get out of a game in order to do it. Um, Trophies are a mixed bag. Like I appreciate the fact that they've added some features that Microsoft has had forever where they actually like in PS5 games, they will show you like how far progressed you are uh, to earning a trophy, for example. Um, I don't like the cards view though for trophies. Like I much prefer the list. Um, it's also a pain in the ass to view the information for hidden trophies as well. Like that's just a small minor thing and trophies are, you know, doesn't even matter, but it's, it it matters to me. Damn it. I fucking love my trophies. Um, yeah, just a lot of shit that's dumb for the sake of being dumb. Now that being said, uh, I do really like the look of the UI. Um, I like how clean it looks. I like how the the screen is reserved for information to be displayed, not taken up by boxes, essentially like it's Netflix. Um, the store integrations are pretty great as far as how they integrate the PlayStation Store into the experience, um, and it's a much more pleasurable app to browse. Nowadays, the PlayStation Store is compared to what it was on the PS4. Um, I'm having a little bit of trouble navigating that store, though. I understand. Um, it's it's almost like they really want you to use the PlayStation app for a lot of stuff. Like, like some of that stuff is just easier on the PlayStation app than it is on the PS4 system itself. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um, yeah. Like, like, yeah. I, I, I just, um, yeah, I, it, it's, it's, 
I mean, it's just going to take getting used to. Right. Right. But, um, you know, the other system, I don't have to get used to it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like there's, and it's just like dumb shit that they can fix through firmware updates. Like since there's no digital um, audio out now, you can't split audio between HDMI and USB. Like you have to pick one or the other. For streaming, that's an enormous pain in the ass because now you have to find like a workaround situation. You either have to run the audio from your headset to your stream deck or <laughs> or, or plug your headset into some, you know, lesser audio device uh, like the controller as opposed to using my sweet like super amp that I have for my Turtle Beach headset. Um, that's a very particular issue, but it's still an issue nonetheless. Yeah, just like I said, small dumb things that I'm sure they'll fix in firmware, but I really wish that they had thought it all the way through, thought it out all the way through and not taken some PS4 features away uh, into the mix. So like I said, UI, bit of a mixed bag. Um, the system is pretty great in terms of how it runs. Uh, is Like Mike has said, the Xbox Series X was super quiet last week. Uh, same deal with this one as well. Um, if you do have to put a disc in, the disc drive itself is very loud. Uh, but it, once it's running off of the hard drive, um, it's it's whisper quiet. It's no bother at all. Nice, because I'm still playing on an original PlayStation. Yeah, this thing's that probably loud like as shit. Engine. Yeah, super loud. <laughs> um, I will also say that the PS5 uh, is a, again, to use the modern parlance, uh, a thick boy, as they say. Yo, this thing is ridiculous, man. <laughs> this, thing is, this thing is ridiculous. Like, boy. it's... It's, it's like, look at it standing next to the uh, the Xbox. Yo, I didn't realize it was bigger. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize it was bigger than the Series X. Yo, what the fuck? It's huge yeah, and it weighs like 15 it's, pounds. So Yeah, man. It's, it's really so, big. So before I get my PlayStation 5, not only do I need to get a new nicer television that I can like, mm, actually appreciate yo, the upgrades on, talk about that. but I also need to get a new media center to actually fit the goddamn console. Or, or just reinforce the one you have. <laughs> well, what I have Maybe. is a fucking like twenty dollar piece of shit I got at Target eight years ago. I'm yeah, buying a new media you, center. Yeah, you might need that. You might need a new one, and you can't like you, you might have to spend a little money to make sure that it's sturdy. <laughs> Good lord, man! We're gonna have to um, reinforce the, that plywood. The base is kind of weird. Like I don't like the way like the base just kind of sits there. Yeah, like it. Like I thought it would hook onto the back somehow. Well, screw, like, you, you, you screwed it, it in, right? You didn't right. screw in the base. You didn't read the. Oh, you did didn't screw, read the I did directions. The I did screw in the base. I did. Yeah, I read. I read the directions. And I was like, "Yo, I just spent five hundred dollars on this." Thing. Yeah, but I say if you didn't I'm screw in the base, wait. I was like, "You were you were playing a dangerous game, my friend." <laughs> when <laughs> right. when will this I fall a, off of the base? I got a damn near two year old just running around. Yeah. Like, nah, yo, I, it's it's. But it just I don't know. It feels well. The clips the clips are for when you're using it horizontally because you can't screw yeah. it into the system when it's horizontal so the clips are there to reinforce that you don't really need that if it's standing upright i and i'm never putting it horizontal then uh, yeah. I, it just doesn't it doesn't feel safe to me um but th these two systems are uh i i imagine this is what pc gamers have experienced all this time um, they get you in games quickly, man. Oh, it's so fast. Oh my and, God. So, so, so uh, there's, there's two I'm going to talk about. So Valhalla, I don't have any direct comparison to any other version of the game, but from pressing play to being in the game doing shit, I timed it. It's 25 seconds. 
And fast traveling from one area to another in the game, which in Odyssey took a considerable amount of time, even running from an external hard drive, is like seven seconds. Like it's it's the fucking it's insane how how quick things load. Like I would I, I saw I, I saw a tweet today that was like, sorry I didn't respond to your text. Video game loading screens are short as shit now. <laughs> Yo, like but for real well, though. Well, but but so here's here's a direct comparison. So Borderlands three, the claptrap loading screen that you get when you when you boot the game up. Oh yeah. On PS five, there's not even a loading bar. That's how fast it is. Like it, like claptrap, claptrap doodads his way across the screen. It takes like ten seconds. I had to go back to my PS four version on of Borderlands. Because I had to upload my save file so that I could pull it down on the PS5 version. And I was playing it on my PS4 Pro. Now, it was running from the, from the internal memory, not from the external drive, because that's hooked up to my, to my PS5. Off of the internal memory, that same loading screen, literally, I'm not shitting you, took over a minute to fucking load. <laughs> I remember that loading <laughs> yeah. screen. Jesus Christ. Um, with the Spider-Man games, like you, you, like I can use fast travel now because fat before it would be faster to just swing across <laughs> than it would be to use fast travel. It now, was like when, when I was playing it on my PS4, again, an original PlayStation 4, it was like, you unlock fast travel. I was like, that's neat. <laughs> right, like, I ain't ever going to use that. Right, I'm good. I can just swing them. Like now, I actually use fast travel. Like when I, I, I have some issues playing miles where like I'm going too fast and like it kind of stops me for a second. It's like, yo, we gotta load this area. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's it's yeah. I, I fast travel is actually fast now. Like to the point where I'm, I'm my muscle memory is still like okay press a button and then pick up my phone to right. <laughs> to check something and no it's there I was like, oh okay i I, got, I broke i broke myself of that habit once i got an external playing destiny on ps4 <laughs> when, <laughs> when it loaded when it loaded into the tower in like 10 seconds as opposed to 45 it's so. <laughs> it's to the point where there's an option in in uh i know it's in the remastered spider-man i don't know if it's in miles morales but there's an option because when you fast travel in in Spider-Man games, you see Spider-Man on the subway and he's doing something wacky, right? He's doing he's like just, a backflip or some shit. Yeah, that. But there's no need to on on these systems. So there's an option that if you miss that for some reason, you the fast travel like like loading screen, you can turn it on even though you don't need to. <laughs> like it's it's weird, man. Uh, I'm I'm not same thing with the Xbox man. The Xbox, you get in you get into a game, even an old game. You get into a a, a game, and it's you you you're just there, and I and I love it. I was playing Halo Reach uh, yesterday. And I was like, wow, like this game is this the best this game has ever looked, and I just I'm very I'm very impressed with with the speed in which you can you can get into games look i don't know if it's these new systems or i don't know if it's the if 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 it's the fact that i'm finally playing on a tv that's kind of halfway decent but hdr is amazing and like the colors just pop it's it's everything like i said I, i'm really so 
like I said, the, the Elgato right now won't allow HDR to pass through on PS5, which is really unfortunate because um, it's supposed to be able to do that. So, like, right now I'm just like, well, I'm not streaming because I'm not, not going to have HDR on <laughs> while, yeah, while I'm man. playing these games. So, Like, I'm playing Spider-Man and, you know, there's an option to turn HDR on and off in-game and you see the results immediately. And it's just like, yo, what the, like... It, 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 it's 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 like putting on a pair of glasses like it's just it's just so beautiful and colors is like the reds are ruby red and the the blues are ocean blue like it's amazing man it's amazing that's one of the reasons i'm playing in fidelity mode with these spider-man games like i get it right like but this ain't no fast twitch game like i want to see some beautiful ass shit my wife came in here the other day and she was just like is that the game i was like yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the game. Yeah. Who's the sucker now? <laughs> you still. <laughs> it's still you. It Micah. Micah, it's always going to be you. <laughs> I, I do I do really wish PS5 had the had the fast switch uh feature though. I will say that's something I think I would really appreciate. It's it's actually really like you think you won't use it. But you really will use it. Mm. And it, it is it is something that, like, if I get frustrated or something, or if I just want to play, like, a quick competitive Tetris Connect match, right? Like, if if I'm getting tired of uh, Yakuza for whatever reason, because mm-hmm. Yakuza is a lot of sitting and reading, right? <laughs> like, if I get tired of that and I just want to play something, I'll just quickly switch to Tetris Connect and it's right there. And it doesn't take, you know, it, it's not as it's not as instant as I thought it would be, but you know, that's just me being hard on it. Like mm. it's it's right there where you right where you left off. It's pretty amazing. Like the PS5 has a switcher, mm. but it, it it's only like the last two games. And, um, but it but it doesn't, it doesn't keep it doesn't keep the state if you switch out of a game though. right like it, it's it like just, you're re, it's, you're rebooting it essentially so right it's just keeping the it's just keeping the the games that you most recently played and then it'll reboot the the game so yeah. it's not the same it's I thought I wouldn't use that feature but I actually do just like it's like the rumble feature in the controller like I thought I wouldn't be impressed with it but I am same thing I, with the quick resume I thought I wouldn't be impressed with it. But uh, but I actually am. Yeah. And it's funny, like, I can do that from Yakuza to, like, Tetris, but I can't do it the other way. Mm-hmm. Like, if I, quick, if, I, if I load out of Yakuza and quick resume into, like, an Xbox game, that's fine. But I can't, like, quick resume back into Yakuza. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy, man. Like, but at the same time, like, we're gushing over these systems. If you uh, don't feel bad if you wanted one but can't get one right now, like it's you, the all the games that we're playing, you could play on your regular systems, yeah, um, or PCs. Yeah, that's why I was in no rush to get one. You know, Miles yeah. would have been the only thing that I think would have made me want want to buy one at launch. But it's available on PlayStation Four, um, and I'm not hardly having any problems with it running. So. And 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 like I said, it's there. There, that's the one thing is there's just not enough new games specific to those consoles, or or that really benefit from those consoles that much yet to play. 
Um, there's usually, there's like, it seems like there's one game for everyone at least out there. Like Call of Duty's out there if you want to play Call of Duty and, you know, Assassin's Creed and everything. Demon and Spider-Man. Souls. Oh, apparently Demon Souls is great. It's just that no one on this show is going to be <laughs> going to be playing at any point. No. So. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, you know, I, know, I look, I will eventually get a PlayStation 5 and I'm sure my husband will eventually play Demon Souls. But yeah. Not me. No. No. Not, not my bad. No, I don't like things that are hard. Demon Souls seems very hard. But like I said, looks good. It does look good. Looks fantastic. Not going to play it, but I'm happy for the people who are. Uh, we'll go to the post office uh, where you can submit your questions every week by going to densepixels.com slash fans and joining our fan group. Start with Trey. Trey asks, is anyone of the pod captured stuff with the PS5 or Xbox One double SX? Uh, has it made capturing high quality gameplay easier than getting a high-end PC capture card um no different i don't think than it was on the last generation of consoles uh it looks pretty uh again every game needs a photo mode in this generation like assassin's creed has one and it's incredible uh some of the some of the shots you can take the the spider-man photo mode is amazing and they've unified them between the two games and it was always you know pretty good but now just to show off all the lighting, you can add different light sources uh, to to the photo to highlight certain things, and yeah, it it. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good though. Um, like I said, I haven't ripped off anything really cool yet to to put out there. I, the only video gameplay I've captured is is, is Ivar getting thrown off of a uh, like a two hundred foot tower. In Assassin's Creed and surviving somehow, <laughs> so that was cool. Um, but yeah, no, it's no different than it is than it was on the other consoles to do it. Um, yeah, yeah, about, about the same. Uh, Johnny says, "Who has got the best mac and cheese recipe?" I feel like that you're also going. You're always going to be partial to your to your home mac and cheese when it comes to mac and uh, cheese. Like, are you asking who has the best mac and cheese recipe among the? Three I think of so. Us? Yeah, I think so. Dude, it's so easy to make good mac and cheese. And yet and yet people fuck it up and constantly. Yet, and yet and a I lot of Caucasians don't know how to do it. You know, you know All right. I mean? so, so like you go to the store and you get like your good elbow pasta, right? And you cook the pasta on I its for own. A second, for a second, I thought you were about to say you go to the store and you get the box. And I was No, just, you don't get the box. Get the fuck out of here, yo. <laughs> no. No. You you go to the store, you you get you get your pasta, right? And you get some heavy cream, and maybe you get a couple different types of fancy cheeses. If you want to get real fancy with it, you get the block of cheese and you get a grater so you can have it fresh instead of the pre-bagged shredded cheese stuff, right? So you cook your pasta. You want it to be a little al dente because you're going to cook it again in the cream. So you put your cream in the pot after straining your pasta. You throw that pasta back in the pot with the cream. You dump a bunch of motherfucking cheese in there. And then what you do is you get a baking pan. And after all of the cheese and whatnot is incorporated and everything's nice and melty, you throw all that shit in a baking pan. You put more cheese on top. If you want to put some breadcrumbs or maybe some like crispy little onions on top, I'm partial to onions myself, but I can respect some panko as well. You throw that in there, you slam that in there. I don't know, 400 degrees. I don't, whatever, however long it takes. You don't want it to get dry, but you want the cheese on top to melt and you want the breadcrumbs or onions to like, brown a little bit then you have perfect mac and cheese jay swears up and down 
that he makes the best mac and cheese. I've I never will seen him go toe to toe with Jay on mac and cheese. I 100% believe that you make better mac and cheese. I don't think he makes it. He keeps <laughs> saying he's good at it. I don't think he makes it. Now, see, I'm I'm not a I'm not a baked mac and cheese guy. Like, I'm much more I I'm I'm cool with just on the stovetop. I'm cool with just on yeah. the stovetop too. But like, if you want to go the extra mile, you want to bake it a little bit. I I like those crispy crispy burnt cheese pieces in there around the corners. My wife makes our mac and cheese, and um, maybe I'm a little partial, but I think uh, I think it's amazing. Uh, the only problem is she she always tries to tweak it mm. and like you don't need to tweak it every time right like no. gordon gordon ramsay ain't tweaking beef wellington every no because like he perfected he it. it right so just it's great like you don't have to do anything extra it's great as it is and now i want to make my Yo, leonardo Here's the thing. I, leonardo is a fucking Baby. Well, first of all, Baby Leonardo. Kyle. First of all, Leonardo said "craft." He spelled it wrong by spelling it right. <laughs> look, I, I look. I used to fuck with Kraft mac and cheese when I was an eighteen-year-old living on my own. Sure. Yeah, yeah that's what Leonardo is—a seventeen-year-old. Yeah. Look, I I was home. always a step above Kraft when I was in college, <laughs> and I would get the Stouffer's mac and cheese. <laughs> oh my fuck goodness, Kraft. Uh, so Micah, did you know, did you know that Gears 5 is about to be infused with the power of positivity? I just saw that. And do you know why, Micah? Because (laughs) new days in the game. New. (laughs) Malcolm says, does the inclusion of his arch rivals, the New Day, want to make you play Gears 5 or nah? I mean, I kind of want to play as Big E. (laughs) I I do love that they have the rainbow colored uh, Gears armor as well in the game. (laughs) Just feels right. That's cool, man. Like I said, that's that's cool they're doing a lot of fantasy shit. So. I would have played it anyway. I, I have to play it because uh, I have to play uh, uh, Batista. Yeah, that's it. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta play Batista in Gears. And now I, I get to play as uh, Big E. Who don't want to play as Big E in uh, in Gears of War? Yeah, apparently Malcolm. <laughs> uh, Raman asks, uh, "What action movie villains do you think would be great fighting game characters?" Um. Oh, no. I don't I like, watch enough action movies. I like Carrie's response of uh, show enough. Um, <laughs> I, th- I feel like show enough uh, would be like a, a Dan type character, mm-hmm. but like the strength of Akuma. Like he would be goofy, but like a glass cannon. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I would uh, I would love to see um, oh action movie villains. Mm-hmm. It's tougher, right? Just because a lot, a lot of your action movie villains tend to be of the like, like smart, you know, planning behind yeah. the desk dude. They're the they're the Hans Gruber type, right? You know, like right. They're not Hans Gruber's not a fighter. You know what I mean? Like when confronted with the action hero, he threw on a terrible American accent, right? Like, but oh you, but God. you can't, but you, you can't you have you can't have Carl you know be in Mortal Kombat, right? A- any of the fucking deadly vipers from Kill Bill. 
Okay, there you go. Yeah. Not 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 not, not Michael. Him. Not Michael Madsen's character. Well, yeah, he really did. <laughs> <laughs> he was kind of out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like they would all play pretty differently, and they would. Bill Bill would probably be like an Akuma style character. <laughs> Truly, <laughs> if you're gonna do that, that's probably that that that's a good response. Yeah, like I said, I, I'm I'm struggling more than I thought I would with this because, like I said, I my action movie preferred action movie villains are the Hans Gruber esque uh, type of characters because you don't because, like I said, you can't have their henchmen be in the game. You can't you can't you can't have the dude that that with diplomatic immunity from Lethal Weapon Two <laughs> be in your fighting game. But uh, but Hans is too obscure. It, it doesn't work. So. Uh, Leonardo says, uh, now that Minecraft has been perfected with the addition of Star Wars DLC, what other games can be perfected by adding Star Wars content to it? Leonardo has an unhealthy obsession I'm going to go with uh, Shut Up Leonardo. <laughs> That's my answer here. Um, you know what, Leonardo? There need to be more Star Wars fighting games. There are a few. There are a couple. But... Um, I, I, That's I because the ones the that exist of, have been terrible, though, Mike. Right. I need them in the vein of like, um, uh, of like an arena fighter, uh, like a Power Stone or a Jump Force or something like that. That's what I need a Star Wars fighting game to be, um, because you have to be able to, you know, you're gonna have Jedi in there. You're gonna and you're gonna want to use like Force powers and stuff. And while everyone can't be a Jedi. You know, you get some Mandalorians in there. They got a bunch of jetpacks and 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 ranged equipment that they could that they could use. Um, that's my answer. An arena fighting game. Fortnite had Star Wars stuff in it, at least a little bit, right? When Episode Nine came out. Yeah. Okay. I'm surprised yeah. they haven't done more yeah, with that, to, honestly. Because you had to you had to play Fortnite in order to understand why Palpatine was back or some shit. What? No. Yeah, yo, like, like that was a whole, like that was a mess of a movie, man. And like, apparently, a huge plot point was in Fortnite. And if you didn't get it, then that's part of the reason why you, why you may be a little lost in episode nine. It, what a, what a terrible movie that was. I, I still have not seen it to this day. Don't, don't bother. Yeah, I don't know. I don't plan on it. I don't plan. I heard enough people trash it, be like, you know what? Do I need this? I don't think. I don't think I need to spend. Dead near three hours of my life being mad at a movie that I'm already going to be mad at. Yeah. So, uh, Cam says, finished Miles Morales today and was not prepared for how emotional the ending would make me. I know that we have an idea for where the sequel will go given the after credit sequences in both games, uh, but what other villains would you like to see? And why is the first correct answer Craven, the hunter? Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, Craven, period. Craven would be. Craven would be good because he could be like a persistent threat. Uh, he could he could him. show up and fuck you up in the same way that Taskmaster did. Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, they ran through a lot of uh, they ran through a lot. I, I don't know why they didn't put Mysterio in that first game. Uh, they gave Scorpion hallucinogenic venom. Mm-hmm. Hello, you got a guy who's the master of illusions. Yep. Like you could have just had him, yo. Like I don't understand it. You could have saved Scorpion for for uh, a, a different uh, a different game. But uh, I would also like to see some of um, you know they 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 
put Mr. Negative in the game. Um, which and that I was think cool. Was, yeah, which I and I would like to see uh, more modern. Uh, yes, uh, I would like villains. to see more recent additions. Um, so everyone thinks that Venom's going to be in it, and they think they know who Venom is, and. Uh, I mean, yes and no. Like, I don't want to get too deep into it, but like that dude's sitting in green liquid too, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's not rule. And he was who he was in the comics. So let's not rule out the fact that that dude's best friend could be his arch nemesis. Yeah. Uh, and Venom is not Spider-Man's arch nemesis. Uh, also, fuck Venom, yo. Like, for real. Yeah, I don't want to fuck with any of the symbiotes right now. I really, I really don't. don't it's so played. <laughs> it's so played out. Uh, Moses asks two questions, but we're only going to do one because the second question is, did we finish Miles Morales and what are the notable differences? We talked about it up front. Uh, the other question he had was, what's your opinion on the drastic decline of players for the Avengers game? Do you think that part of that problem has to do with the lack of diversity in the game, given the political climate that we are in currently? No, it's just it's not good. Yeah, it's not I mean, a good I, game. I think that's what it boils down to at the end of the day. Like, yeah. it's they they tried to capitalize on both the big brand name and the fact that people are largely into these looter shooters, um, but decided to half-ass two things instead of whole-assing one thing. And uh, as uh, Ron Swanson, as as <laughs> yes, as Ron Swanson, everyone's icon would tell you don't do that um so yeah it's just people bought the game because they were like "Ooh, avengers and then they played it for three minutes and were like man it's not good and they fucking stopped playing it yeah that's what yeah. happened like 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 with, with with looters you have to have you have There's to have not, a reason to keep a logging in every week you gotta have a reason to keep logging every week you can't you can't just throw a campaign at people and people are like all right cool what do you got have the campaign well we have these uh we have these strikes or huh, what are hero happened. missions you can do and uh well, there's like there's like six of them, but you're gonna do those six over and over and over and over and over again. And uh, we have these danger rooms, and 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 that's that that's a thing, and and that's it for now. Wait till a new character comes out, guys. Like like even even looters that have a much more robust platform, like a Destiny, still struggle keeping people. You know, pa- you know, a month past. You know, when the new expansion comes out. Yep. Like there's there's a lot of Destiny players that will get the you know when the new season starts they play the new season for two weeks blow through all the content and then they're like peace I'll see you in three months like that's literally how it goes right like not look not only is there like not an immediate sort of like oh here's good post game content but the DLC that they planned which is fucking Hawkeye like I like Kate Bishop as much as any other Marvel fan but Hawkeye uh. <laughs> um. <laughs> They they delayed the DLC. Like, it was supposed to come out in October, and then they were like, Mom, it's not coming out in October. So it's like, why would anyone play it? There's no reason to play. Right. So Yeah, there's no... Um, look, I, I I own this game for some reason. And, um, <laughs> because... Uh, because I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a sucker, yo. Yes. I'm a sucker. You are. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I would log in uh, just to see what kind of you know costumes they had free costumes i wasn't giving this move this movie i wasn't giving this game uh anymore because this the costumes cost a lot of money mm. um 
they knocked those down. They 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 knocked them down by half now. So the costumes are <laughs> fourteen dollars are now seven dollars. That's still too uh, much money. And that's still way too much money. It should be that's two dollars. That's a whole ass fighting game character, yo. <laughs> like, like get out of here, man. Um, I mean, to be fair, like Assassin's Creed has the same shit in there as well. Like, there's a bunch of cosmetic stuff. They're like, hey, would you like to buy some Helix credits? And I said, no, I I will not. Yeah. So <laughs> actually, but it's it, everything you said about that game, uh, Avengers is is right on the money. It just it's a and it's a shame, <laughs> and that's coming from two a, people who didn't even play it. <laughs> right, right. And it's a shame because it's a fun game to actually play. Like the moment to moment gameplay is fun, but there's only so much of that you can do um, before it gets old. And you know, you have six characters and all, but it it's just it's a grind and it's not a fun grind uh fighting the same generic ass robots over mm. and over again and it's yeah that that game i i will be surprised if that game makes it a year mm. no oh it'll it'll be out there but you know fuck if anyone's playing it that's the only thing and that's the other problem too is that they they kind of in some ways shot themselves in the foot when they announced like as 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 consumer friendly as it is to announce all of our characters will be free you kind of have to have a way to get people to want to put money back into your game a year later two yeah. years later you know 18 months later like whatever whatever it is whatever it is so but hey we'll see um Rashawn says how long do you think it'll be for us to see some dlc from miles do you think we're hey, gonna DLC? i'm going miles? to let you in on a secret there's not going to be. Yeah, I, didn't, I was about to say, I wouldn't imagine. There's but, not going to be yeah, anything. I can't imagine. Maybe, that, maybe an extra couple costumes. Yeah, that's about it. That's it. Because this is not meant to be a full sequel. This is meant to be your Uncharted Lost Legacy entry of Insomniac's Spider-Man, right? So I think our next big Spider-Man announcement, which will probably be E3 next year, if they have an E3, if they do whatever, whatever E3 year, looks like, whatever, year, whatever yeah. ends up happening next year. I think next year, Insomniac will be like, here's Spider Man 2. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's exactly what this was. It's it's a holdover. This game, Miles Morales, is about the same length as the city that never sleeps. All three, all three parts of that. If you mm-hmm. combine all three parts of that, you get Miles Morales. Yeah. They ain't and, doing DLC for this. No, I don't think so. And you know, this is this is to further as much as this story is a mild story. You know, it's it's to further the overall world, and it's you know the end of that game, the end credits. Like they they remind you that like Spider Man Two is coming, and that is I think what they really want to focus on mm-hmm. so much to, to so much so that they recast Peter Parker as a different actor. And it takes a bit of getting used to. Yeah. Cause like you see him early on and I was like, what is Tom Holland doing in this video? Game? <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I mean, if, if there was going to be miles DLC, we would have known about it by now mm-hmm. because if I recall correctly, they announced the DLC pack like the week of the original Spider-Man's release and the DLC started coming out like a month later. Um, 
I'm actually looking at it. So Spider-Man. You, I think you are correct. It was pretty was quick. September, early September 2018. And the first piece of DLC came out in October. We're not getting DLC. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Like you said, it, it would be nice to see some costumes, uh, some, you know, some. And outfits. I think, I think that's something that would be open to happening because it's like, all right, give us five dollars. Here's a costume pack featuring new Miles costumes designed by some of the Marvel artists. Mm. I don't even know if they would charge you for it. I mean, not all the other ones they didn't charge. I mean, technically, they charged you if you bought the DLC. Yeah. But uh, like the remastered version, they gave you three costumes, right? And they gave you the Bagman costume and the all the Homecoming costumes they gave you. So yeah, uh, the Future Foundation one they gave you, they gave you oh, all the that. Sam Raimi so, suit too. The Sam Raimi suit, I love that Sam Raimi suit. That Sam Raimi suit is amazing <laughs> in that game. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think we will get any major DLC, and that story was pretty much like. It's exactly what it needed to be, mm-hmm. and I uh, and, and God, I love that game, man. I, I really, I really love that game. Like, like I like watching Miles interact with his friends and interact with the people in New York, and it's it shows the diversity of New York and the people in it, right? Like, there are char- There's one character from the original from the base Spider-Man game who has like a side quest. There's a deaf character in it. Last time you've seen a deaf character in anything that's not specifically about deaf people. Like there's just, she's just there and she's cool. She's as just shit. there. She's just there. And, and she, she and Miles have like a cute little crush on each other. Yeah. Yo, like the fact that, that uh, this, this kid is going around like the old man in me is like, you're doing good there, boy. I'm glad, <laughs> glad to see you. I don't know if you remember those McDonald commercials with Calvin coming home from working for McDonald's, doing the you know. You're, 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 you're talking. You're talking about the ones that got spoofed by the Wacker Arnold's yeah, uh, thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Like, all the people in that neighborhood, they felt you know. Go ahead, Calvin. Go ahead, young man. You're doing it. Go you, ahead, I'm going to you ain't you ain't you ain't that old yet to, to be to, to be I that have dude. No memory. So. Of this. <laughs> I, I only remember it because like, because Chappelle show spoofed it to so effectively. The part of my yeah. brain that old commercials are stored in. <laughs> I'm not pulling anything on McDonald's that isn't like something involving grimace. I felt I felt playing this game. I felt like one of the characters that's in this game. The guy who refers to uh, Miles as Young Blood. Yeah, go ahead, Young Blood. <laughs> I got you. I, I got this. You got something else to do. I, I, I felt like. God, you're gonna be your dad when your son is 18. <laughs> Not that my wife has anything to say. Henry uh, asks thoughts on AEW working with Ukes and the executive producer of the Aki Wrestling Games. Do you think we'll finally get a true revival of the No Mercy uh, Def Jam Vendetta game engine? I don't know. Um, I, I know that's what everyone wants. I, I don't know if you'll get it. Um, I don't know if you really want it, honestly. Like, yeah, like, we, like, if, like you view those games with through nostalgia goggles. Um, those games are slow. They are very game, slow. Though. They are very methodical. They're they are they're like a Randy Orton match. You know what I mean? Like they are they take their time. You know what I mean? Um, whereas I don't. You're right. I don't know if people would necessarily want that. Like. Uh, I don't know. 
Well, here, and here's the other problem too. So the reason that those games, particularly the you know the N64 uh, wrestling games, are so beloved, is not only because the games were fun, but because wrestling was what it was back in that time period. And I think that we link the two subconsciously um, in our heads, and that's what gives us the the you know the great feelings about it because it reminds us of that era of professional wrestling as well. And I just yeah. don't think that a new game, especially if it's AEW, um, which is not going to be as known by a lot of folks, um, is going to just be able to like harness that same magic that, that the, that like revenge and no mercy did back in the day. I understand that, um, you know, the folks over at AEW are very excited, but, uh, I would not have shown anything. No, not, not with what they did show. I would not. No, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a very impressive, uh, if if you just want to make an announcement that AEW games exists, that's fine. But um, you know, I think you, I think you, uh, you 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 jumped um, before the gun went off. Mm-hmm. You you, you got to polish that thing up a bit. Um, but we'll see. Finally, uh, Amon asks, uh, thoughts on WWE demanding their superstars to cease and desist their third-party monetizations uh, like Twitch, Cameo, and the like. Uh, so for those of you who missed it, uh, Zelina Vega, uh, a WWE wrestler, uh, was fired by WWE uh, this week, or last week, rather. And uh, it was confirmed that it was done for breach of contract because WWE basically made wrestlers take down all of their... Twitch channels and cameo things, and she was also doing like a uh, an OnlyFans as well. Um, not not like a nude one, just just a regular, <laughs> just That's a regular not, like you know. Yeah, what? No, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, and she didn't, and that's why they fired her because because she did not uh, acquiesce to that demand. Um, I really do think that she will be remembered throughout all this as. You know, kind of a not a pioneer is not the right word I'm looking for, but someone that will be remembered for taking a stand because now that she has, um, now that she has done this, it's it's gotten a lot more awareness and attention on the problem. Uh, SAG-AFTRA is considering opening themselves up to WWE wrestlers to mm. give them a union, so now you don't have to worry about WWE wrestlers forming their own union. They'll have the entertain. They'll have the power of the entertainment union that's already established potentially behind them um, to do this, and it's going to get really fucking interesting. It's going to get really fucking interesting because Vince McMahon is not going to just lay down. Um, he would fight that if that if if the wrestlers tried to unionize, uh, it would result in a lot more uh, a lot more casualties in terms of people losing their jobs. I'm sure, um, but it's. It seems more possible now than it has at any point uh, prior, and it would be hugely important to do that because, again, it's I, th- this situation with WWE really does piss me off a lot. This isn't your normal like corporate bullshit, and there's a lot of dumb corporate bullshit that WWE has covered up or excused or just kind of let fall by the wayside. Um, that's hard to ignore, but in this case, like you're literally telling people who you claim are independent contractors who you claim that be so that you don't have to provide them with health insurance and you don't have to provide them with, you know, retirement benefits and things of that nature. 
but then to turn around and leverage their 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 employment in your company and then say oh you can't do these things outside of this outside of this company because you know you're you're WWE talent well no you told me I'm an independent contractor so I'm I'm independently contracting myself to also do this other stuff no you can't we're yeah. you know cuz cuz you're using you're using your and even even the folks that would stop like they like they're like all right I'm using my WWE personality I'm going to stop doing that. I'll go by my real name. This or the other thing. No, that still wasn't, that still wasn't enough. Um, and that's fucked up. And yep. like I said, it's the, the Vince man fucked himself in this case by coming down on this as hard as he did. And it's only because he saw a revenue stream that the that those guys were tapping into. And again, it's the Vince main thing was, Oh, I, I, I don't want to do this because I'm worried that if this is popular for them, they won't need me as badly. So and that, and that's really what it boils down to is he just wanted leverage over, you know, over their careers and it's report, he fucked it's up. It's reported that Zelina Vega was making more on her outside ventures than what she was making in wrestling right now. Mm. That's a fucking problem, yo. <laughs> either that, either that, or either that, her Twitch and OnlyFans was just incredibly successful. On the, well, on the other hand, well, yeah, right. It's probably both because she, you know, she's a she, she's a, a a gamer and a cosplayer and stuff like that. So she's in that community and stuff like that. And I mean, let's face it, yo. Like Zelina Vega is not the most well known of professional wrestlers. Mm. Like she's not like people aren't buying tickets to see Zelina Vega. So it's more off of her personality through her other ventures that she's making all this money. And, um, and that WWE was like, nah, yo, nah, you got to give us, you got to give us a percentage of that. You got, no, not even a percentage. You got to give us a majority. No, of it, 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 it even went, it even went from that. That was the original plan. And then they're just like, nah, just fucking shut it down. Oh, just shut it. Yeah. They just shut it down. Yeah. They, they were just like, we, you can't do it. So. Yeah. I, I, I don't, because uh, on the one hand, they, they could use the excuse of, well, you represent the WWE brand. But on the other hand, do you think they're going to, well, consciously uh, uh, wreck their brand? Yeah. Like, like what, is, uh, what does Austin Creed do? Well, see, but, like, that, but Up, Up, Down, Down is facilitated and through the WWE. But it wasn't always, was it? Uh, I think he came to them and talked them into letting him do it, essentially. But I, I believe I believe that trademark is owned by them. Pretty sure. Wow. I mean, it, it would make which, sense. Which means they're probably also getting a cut right from from like YouTube revenue that he gets from that kind of thing. So. Well, good luck with his uh, trying to be a G four host. <laughs> yeah, but that, that certainly isn't going to fucking happen. <laughs> Get the fuck right out of here. No, I, I I think I think that you remember Zelina Vega's name because of what's going to happen with this. Um, and again, like Vince McMahon has no room to be this much of a dick about it because much like every other fucking rich person, uh, he's made out like gangbusters during the entirety of COVID because now his, <laughs> his shows are still being produced at the same rate that they were. Uh, he's still getting the same money from his TV contracts that he normally would, except now their travel budget is pretty much out of out of the window. Uh, they don't have to worry about uh, a you know maintaining a ring crew and an, and an arena crew the same way that they do uh, nowadays because you're literally running out of the same arena or the same two arenas every fucking week and not tearing the set down and rebuilding it and doing all this other stuff. So all of your production costs 
are in the fucking tank right now. They're but you're still making the same money. Profits right, right, you're making the same money. Record profits. Jesus. It's it's in, it's insane. It's insane, but you're going to nickel and dime your talent for wanting to stream video games on Twitch. Get the fuck out of here. Yes. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. It's 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 stupid. And and so and someone made the point they're like, "Oh, you're upset about this, but you weren't upset about you know, like, you know, the sexual, you know, accusations against some of the wrestlers. And I, I get that mindset, but at the same time, like every fucking big ass corporation on the planet does that, like, you know, look the other way as much as possible or try to distance yourself. Bullshit. Like, the, like this stuff is, is a different arena. Not that it's better or worse. Like, obviously I'm not going to fucking play that game, but this is petty. This is petty. This is petty bullshit yeah. with their talent. And that drives me up the fucking wall. Can't stand that shit. Right. Yeah. The talent who, if they're not there, you don't have a product. Right. So, uh, I, I and again, know. people, oh, this boy, follow AEW, dude. Fucking Cody Rhodes and his Mary Gang would be doing thing, the same yo. fucking like, thing. They do, they do the same right. thing. They're just not, they're just not like loud about it. <laughs> like people, it's, it's people, you know, they, it's just that John Oliver didn't do a piece on AEW. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like you said, you know, Cody Rhodes loves to talk about, oh, unionization should be great. And they're like, why not AEW? Well, yeah, yeah. Right. Somebody <laughs> brought it up to him and he was like, well, uh, well, what's something that we'll think about sometime in the future? Like, all right, yo. All right. All right. So, well, that's it for the post office this week. Thank you guys very much for submitting your questions. Again, you can do the same by going to densepixels.com slash fans, joining the Dense Pixels fan group. Uh, lots of fun conversation happening in there every single day. Make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get podcasts. Subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash densepixels. And then follow us on Twitch. Carrie is Suppets Carrie. Terrence is Apparition 410. And I am Dense Pixels Brad, uh, who may stream PS5 point stuff at some point Ooh. if my Elgato can get, can get its shit together. Uh, quick note, uh, since uh, I have completed extra life uh i do want to thank everyone who donated um i had a goal of just 500 dollars this year which was lower than my goal for last year which last year my goal i think was 750 um but i raised more money this year than i have in any of my previous years Uh, i raised a total of 834 dollars for the johns hopkins children's center in baltimore so thank you very very much to everyone who donated in support of my extra life that's uh very cool of of everyone um and uh, a separate aside uh we are less than a month away now from the debut of the baltimore gamer symphony orchestra's online concert uh called beyond the screen that is december 16th um so please head to facebook.com slash baltimore gso uh, for more information on that playing some motherfucking video game music that i arranged um and you can watch it from the comfort of your own home. So. Exactly. Uh, the whole thing's going to uh, premiere on YouTube. So Very cool. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you guys very much for watching and listening. We will see you all the next time. Thanks. See ya.